It's time to talk NEC women's basketball. It's NEC WBB on the run. I'm Ralph Ventry. This is episode number four of 2021. I will be joined by Craig D'Amico later in the show, but let's get right to work. Let's look at where we stand. And look out, folks. The Wagner Seahawks are on the rise. Four wins in a row, five and one in league play. Best start since they went five and one in 98-99. So best start in more than 20 years for Wagner. We'll have more on the Seahawks later in the show. Also, taking a look at the standings, you see the red flash remain at 6-0. They've been on pause, but they are ready to restart this week. Mount St. Mary's, the preseason favorite. They are 6-2 after a split with Fairleigh Dickinson. Sacred Heart, 5-3. SFU, Wagner. Mount St. Mary's, Sacred Heart, those would be the four teams in the postseason if the NEC tournament tipped off today, but it doesn't, and there are still a number of games that await. FDU and Bryant, both 500 in league play, don't count out either one of those teams. Folks, it's shaping up for a thrilling stretch run and that's where we stand. She gets buckets. And that would be none other than FDU senior forward, Madison Stanley. You'll hear a lot about Maria Rotaire later in the show. In fact, she was the feature of this segment last week. But let's look at another FDU Knight who is getting buckets in the two-game series at Mount St. Mary's. Stanley with 16 and 21 in the two games against Mount, shooting 62% from the floor in that two-game sample, averaging 18.5 points per outing. For the season, she is fifth overall in the Northeast Conference at 13 and a half points per game, She's stepping up big time as a senior. Last year, in limited action, 18 games, she averaged just under 11 points per outing. But now, Stanley has taken it to another level. The senior from Woodbridge, New Jersey, she gets buckets. And now it's time to take a look at the tweet sheet and we kick it out to Craig D'Amico. Thanks, Ralph. You know, every week here on the Twitter timeout, we span the globe to search for the top tweet of the week. And this week we did it in quite the literal sense because this week's top tweet comes from the NCAA España Twitter account at NCAA B Spain. And it was their tweet from back on January the 30th, which is in Spanish. Now, some say I could barely pronounce English, so I'm not going to try to go over the Spanish, but it Thanks to Google Translate, I could tell you that the tweet roughly translates to this. It's about Maria Rotaire and that tonight, on the night that the tweet came out, she achieved something historic. The fifth triple-double 
11 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists of a Spanish player in the history of NCAA Division I. It was also historic because it was the 14th triple-double in Northeast Conference history and the very first triple-double in FDU women's basketball history. Not a bad way to follow up her Player of the Week honors from a week ago as she helped FDU earn a split down in Maryland against, against Mount St. Mary's, and she was the topic of this week's top tweet. That's amazing. And what my friends has been amazing has been that Wagner Seahawk defense. We told you at the top of the show, the Seahawks were five and one in Northeast Conference play. The first time they won five of their first six this millennium. Well, they're doing it with defense and that's become sort of a staple during Heather Jacobs' tenure on Staten Island. You may recall that Craig, our NEC women's basketball insider, did a story on Overtime Blog about Wagner's resurgence two seasons ago. Well, it looks like they're ready to take another step under Heather Jacobs. They're holding NEC opponents under 53 points per game. That's amazing. And so is the fact that Northeast Conference teams are shooting only 33.3% against Wagner when they step back behind the three-point line opponents succeeding at just 22 percent Wagner's lockdown defense has it going on quite frankly the Seahawks D well stats what's amazing and as we wind down the show every week here we go into Craig's corner for more news, notes, and nuggets on NEC women's basketball, what you got, Craig? Well, thanks, Ralph. First, I want to start in the borough of Brooklyn. I had a chance with Kim Adams to announce this past Thursday's Battle of Brooklyn, the 28th annual Battle of Brooklyn on ESPN+. It was won by the Terriers, 66-53, to the first time in the 28-year history of the series that a team has won five battle of Brooklyn's in a row. So historic already on that note, but how about the play of Nev Dmitrievich, who was the battle of Brooklyn MVP for a second straight season after flirting with the triple double a year ago, this year, she had 20 points on six for seven shooting four for five from behind the arc to go with five rebounds and six assists. She had been on a minute restriction limit, working her way back from a recent injury. This was her first game back with those restrictions completely lifted. She played 38 minutes and she was absolutely spectacular, including a play midway through the fourth quarter where she had a no look pass to Allie Lassen that was on the money threading the needle through the defense, completely no look. It was like Patrick Mahomes type stuff. It was incredible. And after the game, we had a chance to talk with Nev, and she said that this game was huge. This win against LIU was huge, huge for the team, huge for their confidence, and something that they can build on going forward. And, and speaking on, on that note, the Terriers do have a lot of great pieces for going forward. They have arguably one of, if not the best point guard in the NEC. Allie Lassen is back. She improves every year. They'll get her back again next year. They have Bella Posset, as we talked about last week coming in, one of the best defenders in the Northeast Conference, and a lot of young players who are going to get another year of experience under their belt. One of them, keep, a, keep an eye on this name, 
Fru Horvath, the freshman from Hungary. Coach Sim, we had a chance to talk with her going into the game to prepare for the broadcast. And she said that Fru could be a future all-conference player. She's already scoring double figures and points almost every single night out. The Terriers, they continue their dominance in the Battle of Brooklyn, and the future is certainly looking bright on Remsen Street with big things to come in the future. Now, looking at the week ahead, the Terriers' next challenge will be the Wagner Seahawks, as we've already talked about here on this week's podcast. They are on a roll. They've won four in a row, five of their last six. Best conference start since 1999 when they were the three-seed, losing in the semis to the eventual champion SFU. That team was led by Nia Ryan, now Dr. Nia Campbell. Tara Gallagher was in her first year as the head coach taking over for Pam Roker. And and the thing that those two teams have similar is their balance. That was a balanced team. This year's team, EKG with Edwards and Wabadoo and Theibel, they're really being balanced and the defense Ralph, as you talked about earlier, we talked with coach Jacobs, as you mentioned a couple of years ago, and she preached one brick at a time, building the program one brick at a time. And they're to the point right now where that wall may be pretty much fully built and they're ready to go. And we're seeing that on the court. The one thing I look for, for Wagner going forward here in February, the one thing they haven't been able to do the last couple seasons, and that's finish. Last year, they lost their final three games going into the tournament. The year before, they lost their final four games going into the tournament. Now, we know February is going to be a stacked month for all the teams because of all the games, the makeups, and all that in the schedule. So does Wagner have the stamina? Can they finish this season and, and, and finish and continue what they've already built up? That will be something to watch for. And finally, next week, their games, not only this weekend, but next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, and it could very well be, if all goes according to plan, the first time all season that all 10 NEC women's basketball teams play on the exact same day. No doubt the road to the NEC tournament is heating up. It's a race to get into the top four, and I can't wait to see how this thing finishes up, Ralph. Well, there you have it from Craig's Corner each and every week here on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. And Craig mentioned two hot teams in New York. Of course, he was on the ground for St. Francis Brooklyn's win in the Battle of Brooklyn. And then he mentioned Wagner's hot start. Well, you know what? Wagner, St. Francis Brooklyn, they're playing this week. We have three two-game series across Thursday and Friday. Then we have a little break for Super Bowl weekend, and then we get ramped up with five games going on one day. That's next Tuesday and Wednesday, as Craig mentioned. Fingers crossed that that schedule holds. But three two-game sets this week, including the head-to-head between the Verrazano Bridge rivals that Craig detailed for you in the last segment. Well, that's all we have this week on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Ralph Venturi for Craig D'Amico. Thanks for watching. We'll be back again with more NEC Women's Hoops, so stay tuned.